they still fought an entire bar of bikers. But okay, keep going. And had no no scratches on them at all. Maybe they all got Mickey. <clears throat> That, that's a lot. Of, that's gonna be a lot of money in Mickey's. <laughs> Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. Should we say welcome back to Dish and the Percolator? You're the yeah, dude. This I'm is the, I'm the host. Did you want to be the host? I feel like you already took that role on this. On this one, I'm the host, Sean O'Donnell, and my co-host, as always, Dallas McLaughlin. Dallas, how's how, can I? Thanks for having if me I'm back. Gonna, if I'm gonna host, <laughs> would you just let me? Thanks give, for having me back. First time caller, long time listener, long time no caller. <laughs> should we also tell people that we actually haven't? We haven't put these any of these up yet because we wanted to see if we could get through three first. Yes, and I feel like right now we did it. I mean, this could be the so shortest episode. I think episode, I'm going to but... stop right now and go post our iTunes <laughs> feed. Um, I um, Congratulations, by the way, on getting to the beginning of the third episode. The beginning which is of... Oh, you're talking the to the fir- listener right now. The third... No, I'm talking to you. I didn't oh, no, watch the every, third episode. No, but you know what I mean. Like we've we've gotten to the third podcast episode. No, oh, no yeah. one is listening. Like every our family dropped out in episode two. Well, I can tell you and, right now, my wife has yet to start listening, and will never. But yeah. your wife might. Oh no! 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 <laughs> no! She will not. She's, you know that's not true. She's actually listening right now. She's, um, I'm in the kitchen and she's in the living room and she's being really nice by not making fun of me with her face. <laughs> this is uh, my wife when I'm recording a podcast. She literally walks in to whatever whatever room I'm in. She walks in and just takes a deep breath and rolls her eyes. Yeah. That's all she does. People don't really believe in podcasting as an art form. They probably shouldn't. I nope. don't know. I don't. <laughs> there are people that do like amazing things with podcasts. Like all. Like honestly. Sure. Amazing things, and we're just and we're not one of those. We're people. not one of no, those people. We'll yeah, never yeah. be them. Nope. But we're gonna keep trying. But Sean, you made a website. May- maybe someday some will meet one of them. <laughs> well, I always there's always those. Uh, they keep doing more and more like podcast, um, uh, like con- kind of conventions, Wait, but they're not. Oh, really? What? No, we well, should there's go. One, there's one big one in LA called the LA Podfest. But I think there's starting to be smaller like meetups. Like Did I they? think there was one weird one in San Diego just recently, but it was more of like a how to connect in podcasting kind of like meetup oh, thing. We should totally get do they want us to go talk at it? You know, weird, oddly enough, I didn't get any emails. We should saying, prob- we probably should get invited at this point. We're on the beginning of our third podcast. And it's not even released yet. I think that yeah, I'm surprised we haven't gotten any emails. This first email is from <laughs> no one because no one knows we exist yet but they they will after this i am interested to see if any twin peaks fans like catch on to this podcast it's going to be interesting because i mean ultimately that's who we're going after sure i think they'll be i think it'll start with mostly 
if we, uh, it might be friends who, you know, like the show or maybe want to start watching the show and this is an excuse, you know, but, yeah, but maybe some hardcore Twin Peaks fans will, you know, will pick, pick up this and, and they'll hate it, you know, or maybe they'll like one of us and hate the other one. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to name names. Joe Chandler. Joe Chandler. So, um, but yeah, if you've made it this far, then God bless you. Uh, we are on episode one, but episode two on Netflix. This is the episode that comes after the pilot. And um, well, this is actually episode three on iTunes. Yeah, Dude, this, listeners are going to be so confused. I'm confused. Remember the it, what's the Mister Show, the pre-taped call-in show? <laughs> it's kind of like that. This is episode three of our podcast but we're talking about episode two on netflix of twin peaks um my first question is did you watch it um did i watch it i did watch it um i'm sorry hold on one second sorry sean we're good did i watch the episode two yes yeah of course i did we're talking about the episode why would i not have watched it well i just want to make sure before we start I actually just literally finished it 20 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Oh, then it's, yeah. f- it's fresh in your mind. It's fresh in my mind. And, um, man, uh, oh. What? It's a little bit better. Oh, you like this one better than the pilot? Yes. See, a lot of people, I think, so this one falls in between a lot of people's favorite, some of people's favorite episodes, which is the pilot and then the next episode. So I always kind of thought this one's kind of like the meat and the sandwich to like get to the next one. But um, I feel like the pilot was like so much introduction. Like it was literally an hour yes. and a half of introduction. Yes. And so this one, I finally got to kind of just settle in with some of these characters. Sure. And maybe, I'm starting to understand them a little more. I think that's fair. So I think maybe there's a, it's like a, a, a breath of fresh air in that department is like, oh God, like these are all people you've already seen. You're not yes. just being introduced to like new threads. You're kind of starting to, with the exception of the scary guy that was staring <laughs> through the stairs at the crying mom. We'll get to that. Okay, he's um, the only one I hadn't seen before. But I'll be honest, I thought there was a good chance I, I had. <laughs> so. um, okay, no, but editionthepercolator.com, right? Oh yeah, let's do. Uh, I, what's your? Uh, where can people follow you online? Do you have a? Oh well, uh, I'm at I'm Do you at have a, Dallas, Geo, a GeoCities site. <laughs> yes, stomachmonkeys.geocities.com. <laughs> that's, that's a joke for two people who aren't listening to this. What, what's your Twitter handle? Um, at stomachmonkeys.geocities. <laughs> Stop. Uh, I always had a joke, Sean, for a while that uh, I want to start a band called Email Me At. <laughs> <laughs> so people would be like. Hey, uh, well, hey, what's uh, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, just uh, email me at email me at dot com. No, seriously, w- what's your website? Oh, email me at dot com. What? What's your Twitter handle? At email me at. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work on stage no, either. No. <laughs> so where can um, where can people f- follow you? At Dallas underscore MC is my Twitter account, and you can follow me if you wanted to on Instagram at Dalskips D A L S K I P S. It's beautiful. Thanks, buddy. Mine is at Sean T. O'Donnell. I'm not going to spell it. Um, <coughs> I'm just tired. So, and then, yeah, we have a website, which is uh, dishinthepercolator.com. 
you can listen to the podcast there. Um, there's some a little bit of information, a bio. Um, and you can also, let's see what else. We have a, a Twitter, which is at PercolatorPod. <clears throat> I think that's it, right? Is there any other? Yeah, I think that's it, right? That's a lot. That's, I that's like too the, much. I like the, the too website. Much is, really? Is, it's really fun. It's Thank just you. fun that we did this. I know. And no one knows. At, still at this point, and it's, uh, what is it, March uh, 23rd, no one knows about this. We're, no one We knows. had to get through episode three for us before we could start. And we've been talking, by the way, for about 15 minutes and haven't talked about this episode. So yeah, and honestly, I got to go at 9.15, <clears throat> like so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. That was episode three about... <laughs> Next week, we'll get into the credits of episode two of Twin Peaks. No, let's start. So um, a little bit about this one. This was uh, written by Mark Frost and David Lynch, but not directed by Lynch. This was directed by a guy named Dwayne Dunham, who uh, edited Return of the Jedi. So there you go. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. It's true, though. He was like the uh, assistant editor on Empire Strikes Back. And then he edited, I think, Blue Velvet. So he had worked with Lynch before. Gotcha. Um, he edited the pilot. And so one thing to note is that like they filmed this like a long time after what we had seen last episode. Um, because they made they they made this for, you know, ABC and then they didn't get picked up for a while. Uh, hold on, Sean. Okay. All right. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, Christ. You got, All right. you got one kid, man. You can't handle your stuff. I, both of my kids have been asleep for like an hour. Hey, my kid's potty trained. Leave me alone. Ooh, you got me there. Thank you. Um, okay, so anyway. So yes. the guy who edited Star Wars, <laughs> no, episode no, one, The Phantom Menace. Return. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he edited the pilot of this, and then they, they there was a lot of time between when they filmed the pilot and they, they got picked up. So there's a lot of, that's passed, and so the guy who edited it kind of was tapped to direct it because he had known the story and whatever. He kind of had a connection to the cast. But um, what's interesting in this is that the first the pilot was all filmed in Washington. This is all filmed in L.A. And there's a, fu- a couple of like kind of funny moments where you really can see that you're in L.A. and they're trying to make it look like, you know, they 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 kind of replicated the the sets to look like all of the places they had filmed in the pilot. But looking back through it, there's a few funny moments where you're like, hold on, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you are not in Washington. So, um, <clears throat> wait, I didn't notice that at all, though. I remember you telling me that. And I was looking at the credits. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're not in Washington anymore. So I was like, I want to keep an eye out for it. But I really didn't notice it. Well, I'll show you, I'll, I'll point out a few things. You know, it's something that I didn't even think about for a long time. And I'd watched the show until I had read about it. And I'm like, oh, I guess that makes sense that they would film in LA. It's so much cheaper. Um, but you can just kind of tell overall the vibe of the show from here on out is a little different in terms of like the aesthetic because you can never recreate <clears throat> actually filming, you know, in rainy Washington. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so it starts with uh, Cooper has finally gotten his room at the Great Northern and he's hanging upside down. And um, which I think is funny because like he just brings those boots with him everywhere. And like he's like, oh, cool. They have, there's a exposed pipe right here. I can hang upside down. <laughs> why does he yeah, do that? Yeah, that is really weird. And do you know why people do that? Is it supposed to be good for you? It's supposed to, I think there's two reasons. It's supposed to like f- 
uh, help blood flow to like the upper part of your body and stuff. Yeah. Like supposed to help circulation in your back and like and stretch your vertebrae. Whoa, and... I didn't realize I was speaking to an expert. Well, I've had a lot of back problems. <laughs> Wait, do you have those boots? Is that what you're telling us? I don't have the boots. I just do it naturally with my feet. <laughs> I don't need the boots. <laughs> um, there's a really funny, before you, you see him, they're like panning from his, like they're kind of going around his room. And there's on the wall, these deer hooves, like, like, um, coming out of like a little like plaque, you know, like a trophy honey or tro- uh, hunting trophy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, my brain. Um, but they're deer hooves like holding a shotgun, which is really, really, really funny. And, uh, whoever has that prop, I'm jealous of them because the little deer, deer hooves holding the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. What's that from? Isn't that a waiting for Guffman? He's like, Ooh, I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's one of those things I didn't notice until I watched this for the fiftieth time. I didn't notice that uh, that. Uh, uh, oh God! Why can't I think of what the word is? Ducks, like the wooden ducks. Like there's all these wooden yeah. animals throughout yeah. the show that I didn't yes. like notice were on everybody's tables. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. It's anyway. pretty great. So he's uh, talking to his tape recorder again, Diane. Mm-hmm. Diane. And, um, who I'm still convinced isn't real. And we don't know. We may, we, I'm not going to talk about it. No, um, I don't want you to ruin it, but yeah. I, I'm not going to ruin it. So he's talking to Diane and, um, and then he at the end mentioned something about the, the uh, JFK assassination. I, w- I wondered if you, <laughs> yeah. you, cause you're a big JFK fan. Like you watch the movie mm-hmm. like once a year, right? And you also like anytime something is on TV regarding JFK, like you watch it, right? Yeah, I'm a big uh, I'm a big JFK uh, conspiracy fan, and uh, I would say I watch the movie JFK way more than once a year. But uh, I watch uh, yeah I watch all the documentaries that come out on Netflix. There's a really good one I would suggest to our listeners: JFK, uh, the Smoking Gun. I don't is, think I, I don't think I've seen that one. It just came out maybe like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it's a whole different theory. That, I mean, the theory has been like talked about for a long time and studied for like decades and decades, but it's not really been widely spread. And um, it's actually the theory that makes the most sense out of all of the theories. We'll be doing a podcast about the smoking gun, the JFK. Well, it's really amazing. It's okay. an amazing idea. So if you want to watch it, but yeah, uh, I watched a lot of it. And I, I really did. <laughs> it is one of those things where like, it was the last thing I thought he was going to say. Yeah. But he's like, but I love that he just says, uh, and lastly, Diane, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. <laughs> and as it, uh, this is uh, speaking as an FBI man and personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What really <laughs> like, went on? Well, so really one of the funny. things that before they sold the show, they were writing screenplays. I think they wrote one or two screenplays, and one of them was a, like a Marilyn Monroe uh, like movie, um, which never got picked up. So I think that was maybe an homage to that. Um, got it. So then I think the next thing is he... Okay, so he's having breakfast, right? And this is when Having you, breakfast, yeah, judging the cup of coffee. So I was like thinking about how <laughs> this is like a, one of the classic, you know, the damn fine cup of coffee. And like how many poor waitresses had to hear that line in the early 90s? Like <laughs> where they, someone would make them wait, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is <laughs> damn fine. Like I'm sure it was so abused uh, in 92 and 93. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I remember people talking about it. 
this is like one of those things where I remember that being a catchphrase, but having yeah. no idea like where it came from. Yes. And I just imagine it was some old man in the show that always would be like, damn fine cup of coffee. <laughs> but it, it's, it's that, would be, that. that would be great if that was the case. I have a, I'm kind of skeptical. Like, how good could that coffee have really been? Like, well, in the, come s- on, in the early 90s, was co- like, that was Folgers. Like, what, what did they have at the Great Northern see, Hotel? I remember, here's the thing, though, that I remember as a kid, like, not as a kid, maybe as a, as a what, a 17, 18-year-old, I guess it's a kid, when I started to drink coffee, like, a lot, but, yeah. like, not really Starbucks, like, that wasn't, you know, a thing yet. I would drink, like, 7-Eleven coffee and stuff, because sure. that's the thing, I think there wasn't a lot of good coffee around, like, no. these people who really took time with coffee. And I remember my grandpa used to make Folgers and he would do it where he'd like boil the water. Yeah. You know, and then he would pour it in with the, the coffee and grind it. And I remember it being like the tastiest cup of coffee I'd ever have. Yeah. So anyway. I don't think there was like good coffee back then. Like it was just coffee, right? Oh, in Italy, there was great coffee. Yeah, Shannon. but like they're not, the Great Northern isn't importing Italian beans. I'm sorry. Like as much as like it's this is it's really you fun. You don't think the Horn family could spend the money? I just to don't. Import? I don't know. I don't think coffee technology was at a place in in <laughs> you know '89 where this is that believable. Well, let's, here's the thing that a on. lot of no, what I'm don't no, we're not moving on. <laughs> here's the thing that is a big deal to me about the coffee because here's how here's what would make or break a good cup of coffee back then I think is leaving it on too long. Okay, so it's so fresh, fresh, if it's cup, fresh, fresh I pot. Think, Fresh pot. I think if you you're not supposed to leave a pot on longer than 45 minutes. Did you sure. know that? Well, you, so, because you worked at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, you can tell everyone that. I can tell everyone that, and it's the damn truth. <laughs> Sorry. That okay, and the got- Kennedy assassination, all right? <laughs> Oswald did not act alone, and you can't leave coffee on a burner for more than 45 minutes. And that's that's all. Of, you have that on a T-shirt, right? You, like, I have so Yeah, that's one of my T-shirts. <laughs> that's all you tweet, those two things, over and over again. <laughs> you, you guys don't have to follow him at Dallas underscore MC. That, that's all he just says. I'm going to you know, I'm gonna tweet it tonight, and then when this comes <laughs> people out, people like, are going to have to. Oh, they were, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> they're going to um, have to search for it. So okay, so the coffee scene, and um, and then Audrey Horn approaches and is very flirty with Agent Cooper, mm-hmm. um, and Agent Cooper responds and doesn't really have any information for him. By the way, you know she's nope. like, I kind of knew her, but um, I always thought like it it is kind of baller to have the title of FBI, you know, Federal Bureau Investi- Investigation Special Agent Dale Cooper, in like. I want to. I need a better title, you know. You like, cause what do you title? say when people go, "Oh, what do you do, Dallas? What do you say?" Uh, I'd say I give up. See, that's not good. Oh yeah, it's not good. You're right. <laughs> to have a title like that is just so like right out of the gate. It's just he's so much confidence. You know? What yeah, I mean? it's a lot of confidence. But that's yeah. because he liked the girl. I know, but I'm saying, but he had it. Like he's already like a really, you know, he's a handsome guy. But then when you pull out, you know, FBI special agent, like mm-hmm. boom. Out of the Boom. park. Damn fine. Good cup of coffee. <laughs> so nothing really happens. It's kind of awkward. No. And she's asking him if his palms ever itch. And it's very like high school. Um, okay. The next shot though is when you get to like the, there's a total obvious shot of him walking to the sheriff station. It's not him at all, but they filmed it. You can tell it's filmed at the place they filmed the pilot. It's this like total extra 
um, body double walking in. And then he walks in this sheriff's station and there's a ladder right in front of where the door would be. So you can't really see out. And I've read that it's, they're also like those guys on the ladder are like taking out part of the set from like the original. So it's like, that's why it doesn't look the same is because they've written into the script that there's these construction workers, like removing part of (laughs) what was in the actual sheriff station. (laughs) That's really Uh, funny. It is really funny. So, um, and then there's a lot of donuts in the next like three minutes, which I think that I maybe thought you'd like the show because of all the donuts too. Well, that's a fat joke, but that's okay. Well, no one like, that's not fair because I didn't say that and no one can see you and you like donuts and I like donuts and everyone likes donuts. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm not, and uh, you and I have eaten a lot of donuts together. So I just don't get what you're saying right now. <laughs> I did enjoy the, the 20 or 30 boxes of donuts piled on top of each other. I did it, think that was very funny. It is really fun. And then yeah, it like, uh, it's uh sheriff Truman putting a whole like maple bar in his mouth while Cooper's, talks you know for three minutes straight um and then mentions the coffee again and i'm just thinking again i'm thinking like come on it can't how good was that cup of coffee really how good was it damn damn good damn good so uh and this is again very like the show it's funny and then they go straight into the autopsy scene yeah um so there's a lot of we get a lot of information here um that she was killed between midnight and four and the Loss of blood was the cause of death, and there was she had sex with a lot of dudes. She'd gotten <laughs> she'd gotten yeah busy with three dudes over the last you know however many hours twenty four hours. <clears throat> yes, so um, and then Doc Hayward is very sad because he delivered her and realized she's a whore. He at the time was not the grandfather of the number two prospect in baseball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Warren Frost I'm talking about. Yeah, of Mark's course. dad. Of course. Um, and so, and then, oh, God, we get to see Leo. And it's just so fun. Um, so Leo is outside of his big rig, which is named the Big Pussycat. And I was thinking that it would be amazing. Will you please go as Leo for Halloween this year? Yeah, I no, I... Um... <laughs> I, well, this was my question for you, and I didn't have time to go back and look. Is Sam, it the same Sam actor? Sam Shelley? Yeah, it is the same actor. Okay, because so, he looks different from the he, pilot. He does look different, and he, he looks, as the series goes on, it's like, how many years did they film the pilot and the show? But it's not that long. He changes dramatically physically. Um, he ages a lot. But uh, to me, he's instantly better and creepier. And it feels less like he's reading a script, like right away this episode than the last one. I think that's why. Well, I, there's yeah, his hair is different, and I think because he automatically seemed like a better actor. He's not drinking blueberry schnapps. Um, I thought maybe, maybe he was. Yeah, it was a different guy. But, but he's that's good. So creepy. So he's like, you know, no, you're gonna do my laundry now. You know. Yeah. That's well, how that's you. Not- that's how you talk to your wife, right? Yeah, that's not too creepy. That's just, you know, put, you know, <laughs> that's king of being the castle. A good, that's being a good husband. King of the castle. And then she notices the shirt with, with the blood yes, on it. Yes, So And, and then sticks she, it into the chest of drawers, which is obviously outside. <laughs> chest of drawers. I love their laundries outside. You're going to want to find a house with the washer outside. Um, uh, 
well, just go to the Midwest. <laughs> and he's like pulling, like her cheek is out like three inches as he's like pulling on it. And he's like, save me a piece of pie. Yeah, that God, it's awful. Um, but I, lo- I love Leo. He's such a great character and he's so creepy. He's very creepy. And I, uh, yeah, I, again, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. And I forgot how attractive the girl was. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can get her name right. I think it's uh, Matt. Matt. It's hard to say. It's Madshin Am- Amik Amik. I feel like everyone in this show, all the actors, are the same people who like this. Like they're name generated from MLB the Show, the video game. <laughs> like Michael Horse. Oh, Michael Horse is great. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but all, Michael all Horse the names is are just really weird. Yeah. No, even you're Russ, right. Even Russ Tamblin could be like a pitcher that the game generated. <laughs> They're great names. That, by the way, that's a joke for no one listening to this, other than maybe Mark Frost, who's a baseball guy. See, there you go. It just proves the theory. And by the way, do you think Mark Frost care. is Mark Frost is probably listening? Right? I'm sure he's probably. like. I wonder what people think. I wonder what two guys who are unqualified to talk about my show think about it. Let me listen. I, you know, I work in television. I'm qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry. All right. We get to uh, the next scene is James being interrogated by Agent Cooper. And he's saying, you know, how long did you think this is going to be a secret? And James is like, you know, that's how she wanted it. She was using drugs. I tried to get her to stop, blah, blah, blah. James. James kind of bores me. Mm -hmm. Um, But... There's this kind of weird flashback scene there where you ask him about like what happened on this date, and it's this kind of weird flashback scene with Laura, and but it's showing them splitting the locket and how James got the locket, and uh, and when he asks where's where's the locket, he says I don't know, which we obviously know is not true. Um, yeah, and then we go back to Leo in the shirt, so Leo can't find his shirt. And then he does his like really great Frankenstein impression where he like bangs on the the washing machine and then his like <laughs> arms are all stiff. It's really <laughs> I like that he bangs on it, but then like the thing that creeped me out the most about him was when he like stared off into the distance. Yeah, no, it's like I'm waiting for him to say fire bad. Like it's so <laughs> like, what is going on? Well maybe that's gonna happen. Maybe I, fire walk with me. I'm not never gonna know. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Fire walk with when me. When I tell you that Leo Firewalk with me is all about Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> Listen, so the next, what? Go ahead. I've already figured out who the killer is. It's Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> it's obviously Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, we get to uh, Mike and Bobby. Um, oh God, these two. So Mike calls Bobby Bopper, which like now, how many names does Bobby have? Was it like Mutt and Jeff was one of them that they got called. Oh, I don't remember from they, the first episode. Yeah, they got so many nicknames. Um, and they talk about, you know, they owe money to Leo Johnson, right? So Leo's Leo's in, he's into some stuff. Um, and they were supposed to pay Leo back, but Laura had the money, and then she died and whatever. And um, so then James walks back in, and they're back to that kind of intimidating, you know. But no barking this time. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a bummer. I was really hoping. Yeah, really hoping for so more barking. There, this is something that comes next. It's really kind of strange. Is they cut to the video of like Laura and Donna, and then like voiced over is someone saying "Help me," 
And I've seen this, obviously, every time I've watched this episode, but I, I don't understand why this is there. Um, it doesn't sound like Cheryl Lee, like the actress who played her, mm-hmm. saying, help me. And like, what? So like, what is this? And I've even like kind of been, I've been trying to find out if there was anything on the internet about this and I like can't find anything, but it's so out of character for this show. Um, it's really strange. It's kind of really short. Like you kind of miss it if you, you know, turned your head for 10 seconds. But yeah, I, I definitely missed it because it's like, oh, so you missed it. Yeah, I definitely <clears throat> missed it. I don't remember that happening. It's in between when that they're in the holding cell and then between before Donna talks to her mom at the Haywards. Mm-hmm. They show the video again and then... I remember seeing the video again. Yeah. And but then, I just but, don't remember the help me part. And it might be because I'm watching it with subtitles because I have it like kind of low because my kids are taking a nap. But I was like, what is that? Why is that happening? Yeah, I, I think it's funny you say that it's out of character for a show that seems to have everything out of character. Well, it's something like me who've seen it as, as many times as I have. It, it's like, it, even, you know, it just doesn't seem, it's weird. It's like they broke the fourth wall. What does that mean, by the way? You're a theater guy. Breaking the fourth wall? <coughs> yeah. Oh, that means uh, sorry, sorry. when you're when you're on stage. No, that's great for our listeners. When you're on stage. Oh, why don't you go talk to your kid for 20 minutes? Well, you can edit that out, can't you? You can't edit out when I'm spitting gold and you're coughing in the background. Oh, would you say gold? <laughs> when you're on stage, Sean, um, the audience is considered the fourth wall of any scene you're in. So when you reference the audience or when you talk to the audience, you Wait, are breaking the fourth wall. What about if you say, help me in a voiceover subtitled? It, I think it's a little different for television sometimes <laughs> well because narration like house of cards when kevin spacey talks to the screen like that's obviously breaking the fourth wall exactly it's a narrative show but um so it's not breaking the fourth wall but it is it just seems out of character but let's, i wonder if it's one of those things that like a network note oh uh, yeah maybe I like don't know. like there some guys like you guys should put the video in and then have someone's voice say help me and they're like i don't know and they're like do it or else <laughs> you're not we're not going to air this after Father Dowling Mysteries or whatever. Um, which, well, by the way, the, this is what that's what it aired after. Hold Father have, Dowling I, Mysteries. Yeah, wait, no, Father Dowling Mysteries. I, I have this written down. It it um it aired against Falcon Crest, and then um, Cheers and Wings. Um, at the time, there was just the three networks during the on Thursday. It's like Fox didn't have anything, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, NBC had like Thursdays. That was Cosby Show, Different World, Cheers, and Wings. And then and then later that season was Seinfeld instead of Wings. Um Oh Wings. Yeah, right? Wings. I just heard a great interview with Steven Weber. He's awesome. He is awesome. And he, he talked was, about how it's funny it is that everyone hates Wings, but it ran for like ten seasons. Yeah. It was like a huge hit, but he's like, everyone hates it. Like he's like, I was just at an NBC party about all those shows. And he's like, and, or not an NBC party, the guy who like created all those shows or whatever. And he's like, we didn't like, they mentioned one thing from wings. And I'm like, we probably made him more money than any other shows got. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We should keep moving. Sorry. Um, I so get into wings. I'm sorry. If I bring up wings, you and I will just keep going. Um, <laughs> so the next scene is that the Hayward's residence and Donna's spilling her guts to, uh, Zoe Deschanel's mom um, about, you know, she's in love with James mm-hmm. and, you know, aren't, aren't we all? Um, so 
the next scene is this is important because we talked about this last time is that Ed says he was drugged. Wait, wait, wait. But then but you skipped over the Deschanel screaming and seeing the weird guy in the, in no, the thing. No, you're you're confused. That's her mother. That's Donna's oh, mother. Okay. You're, right, you're, you're right, jumping right, right, ahead. No, no, don't, I got it. I got it. Don't got it, tell it. me about this show and where we are, okay? Just Ooh. hey, just let me drive. Um, no, I wanted to get to this because we talked about this in the first, in the last, the last episode of our podcast was that you were like, "There's no way that those dudes knocked out Ed," and you're right because Ed's like, "I was down before I even got hit." Yes. I think someone slipped him a Mickey. All right. I didn't want to, mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell you that. I wanted to let, you know, let you find out organically. Um, sure. I still have, I still have like weird questions. It was still, about the, it was still the worst fight scene ever filmed. They still fought an entire bar of bikers, but okay. Keep going. And had no, no scratches on them at all. Maybe they all got Mickey. <clears throat> that, that's a lot. Of, that's going to be a lot of money in Mickey's. <laughs> I mean, that stuff wasn't cheap. Okay, look, maybe I can believe the coffee was good, but I can't believe that Mickey's were that easily available to those guys That's in, well, in 89. Well, you never know. Um, and then uh, Cooper uh, gets a phone call from Albert, who was on his way. And um, when we get to him, he is maybe my favorite character in the whole show. Um, but anyway, Albert from the FBI is on his way with his team. Mm-hmm. Um and then, okay, so here's another one where it's like, you're not in Seattle or you're not in Washington, is that they're in that little, uh, like, general store, and um, there's, like, a, they, they park a logging truck outside. <laughs> like, this just truck with all of these logs on it, but as they pan past it, you're obviously, like, in Southern California somewhere. Oh, um, man, I gotta watch it. It's Yeah, it's stuff where if you've watched this too many times, you'll see it. But then, so it's Norma and uh, Nadine run into each other. And I think it's weird how, like, it's a secret that Ed and, and Norma, you know, were, like, are kind of, like, seeing each other. But they were out in, like, public at the bar, like, holding hands. Like, how, in a, in a town this small, how is that happening where, like, she doesn't know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, do you want me to get, like personal for a second do you think that's like less realistic than the fight scene or (laughs) well because here's the thing is i I mean i I guess i just have to kind of get a little personal without naming names but my dad (laughs) 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 i mean no he's there's no one he's going to listen to this but you know i mean my dad and my mom split up when i was very little and it was you know let's just say my dad let's just say my dad was unfaithful okay and but it was in a very very small town yeah like that's in ohio they were we all lived in a very tiny town in ohio and it, it had in it lasted for a really long time and then my mom finally found out um but like in that town though like it's that's like a very common thing for like people to sleep around, and this was like the you know early '80s, so there wasn't like any kind of social media. I mean, it's kind of hard to like wrap your brain around it. You know what I mean? Like that there was no way to like know anything about anybody unless you saw them in person or perhaps called them on the phone. Sure. Well, I guess so, I mean, that, that's what I'm getting at is though like the way that Ed in the last scene talks to. Uh, Truman about like you know if she catches me ooh I'm gonna be playing harp for the heavenly all stars but you were out at a bar with like there was like 200 people in that bar like holding her hand 
You know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah, but maybe people don't like his wife. Uh, I think that could be the case. And so they're so just anyway, like, eh, it's cool. Eh, it's fine. So obviously people know about it because if Truman's like, you know, did he did they did she find out? But um, yeah, maybe I guess maybe it, it was a different time then. But anyway, if this isn't even something worth really bringing up, it's just one of those like, what really? Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, next scene is they release James, um, and Ed, you know, picks up James and says, you know, we got to watch out for Bobby and Mike because Bobby and Mike then get released. And uh, Cooper warns Mike and Bobby, you know, like, if something happens to James, I'm coming for you guys. And then there's that, like, really great line, I guess, about, like, I need to start studying medicine because I'm beginning to feel like Dr. Watson. And, like, it's, oh, aren't they cute, Cooper and Truman? Now they're becoming this little duo, right? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is pretty cute. It is pretty funny. <laughs> They're great. You, uh, what do you, you feel a little bit? You're gonna lighten up on on Keen now, or you still think I'm he a sucks? little? I'm a little. <sighs> I mean, his comic timing leaves is wanting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, but I th- I'm more. He's getting better. I, okay. he, again, this uh, this episode, I felt a little more comfortable with all the characters. Okay. All right. Well, that's so, good. It is better. Okay. Well, let's go to the next scene because this is where we get our, our the title of our show from, and that's uh, uh, Cooper and Truman go to visit. Josie and um, Pete is making coffee while filleting fish. And um, so they're asking Josie because Laura tutored Josie in English. And um, so they're asking her about, you know, last time she saw her, blah, blah, blah. And brings out the coffee. Fellas don't drink that coffee. There was fish in the percolator. They'd already had a mouthful of it. Mm-hmm. This is this this episode's like kind of spouted a few of the catchphrases from the show. Fish in the percolator is one, and then the damn fine coffee. Um, yeah, but this is where uh, Pete Martell, um, Jack Nance. I think he's great in this. Um, and uh, I don't really have much more to say about this scene. Closing pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, Jack Nance. <laughs> is that true? No, but it could be. That's my whole point. Every uh, character. <laughs> could be. I don't know how many people who listen to this have played MLB The Show. I think it's funny, though, that he goes, how long have you been dating the Asian oh, chick? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, how'd you know? And I think it's like funny because he's like body language. And I'm like, I got nothing from either of them. <laughs> like body language. It was so funny. It's just a funny thing to reference. Well, body language. It is kind of supposed to be. Cooper is kind of the, you know, Sherlock Holmes of this show. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, I expected nothing less. Yeah. I do love when she's like, what is shenanigans? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but anyway, so that was Catherine calling, saying that, you you know, your shenanigans cost us all this money. And then that, um, they cut to Ben and Catherine, who have been in a hotel room. And, like, these... I don't know if they're my favorite characters, but these are my favorite actors on the show. Uh, Piper Laurie and Richard Beamer, like whenever they're together, it's just gold to me. Um, That's Piper Laurie, the kid. <laughs> what kid? The, the 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 young kid who flirts with everybody. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. No, this is the uh, this is Catherine Martell, so Pete's wife, who is oh, seeing yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony. <sighs> Behind, oh, behind, behind Pete's back. Gonna get stabbed again and then shot. 
So, um, I love Richard Beamer. He's great. Um, so they're talking about the mill and obviously they have plans for it and are hoping that it would go bankrupt and they're saying it's not going to go happen fast enough. And then they start talking about burning it down, mm. um, which is important for the show. Burn it to the ground. And there's a great line where she says, uh, see, they've, they, obviously they've been kind of, she says something about creative arithmetic. So they've been kind of, you know, the, the books have been cooked, but then she says something about how <laughs> they could do it when Pete's off on a toot with Smokey the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what off on the toot is, but I'm going to start saying that more often. Um, okay. That should be the name of the podcast. Off uh, with the toot. I l- please listen next week to episode four of Off on a Toot with Dallas and Sean. Um, okay, so the next scene is going to put some hair on your chest. Um, this is the one where Donna talks to Sarah Palmer, not her own mother, but Laura's mother. Yes. And so, oh God, Leland's like. Try not to upset her. (laughs) Come come on. What are you going to do? That's her character. Listen, whatever you do, don't make her scream like the worst (laughs) scream you've ever, you've ever heard. Um, so, you know, she starts, it starts out all well and nice. Do you miss her? I miss her. And then Sarah's like, I miss her so much. (laughs) Mm. And then, you know, we see her point of view where she's, hugging her pulls back and then her eyes are just like freaked out she starts screaming there's Mm. that really bad wipe of laura's face over (laughs) donna's which is like how come they didn't just get the actress to play her like to be her you know what i mean like why use the like horrible the only thing I could think of is that maybe they were like trying to make it look like this was how she was seeing she it. She saw like, it, which is that like it was a, all like Jackie jacked in a, up and weird and in stuff. A really bad '80s video wipe over Donna's. These are the yeah. This these are the things that happen. And then bad '80s video wipes. And then sh- we cut to the creepy guy who is staring through bedposts and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's, a, I mean, this is a part of the podcast that's frustrating is you probably have more knowledge of this character. I, that prob- just, I probably do. That I'm just calling Eskimo Joe. Let's call him Eskimo Joe from here on out. And how did you actually, how did you know his name was actually Eskimo Joe? Not the character name, but the actor's name in real life. Well, because I play MLB the show, and <laughs> there's a catcher coming up for the Padres named Eskimo Joe. Yeah. He, did he scare you, though, Eskimo Joe? It was weird, because part of me, because I think that's the weird part of the show, is part of me thought, like, well, he might just live in that house. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> and, her, like he's her brother? Yeah, and, and walked up the stairs at the wrong time. Yep. So I didn't really, like, I was like... And honestly, her screaming is just so horrible. Yes. Um, that that yeah, I did. I, it was fine. And secondly, this is when my daughter chose to walk in. Oh God, really? And so she just kind of stood there and stared um, at the woman screaming before I noticed that she was staring at it because she was kind of behind me. And so I paused it, and she just looked at me with a really concerned look on her face. Oh my God. And I was like, "It's okay. She's just joking." And then she goes, "Oh, she's joking." <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah, she's just joking. She's like, oh, she's being funny. I'm like, yep, (laughs) she's being funny. (laughs) Oh, I hope your child is going to be okay. It's going to be a problem for a while. Yeah, you're probably not going to get, she's probably going to not sleep tonight. Um, But anyway, it's a very disturbing scene. And uh, it kind of just, they just go go on to the next scene. Um, But yeah, we will get into more, obviously, of what is happening here with the Palmers. Uh, as the show goes on. Well, good. I can't wait because I just, her scream is the best. <laughs> there might be a few more of those coming up. Um, I do want to keep going. We've kind of, this is kind of taking longer than I had hoped, but uh, yeah, I, I gotta get, I gotta leave at nine fifteen. Okay. Um, I'll try to move faster. So the next scene is the Pulaski's are at the hospital being questioned by, um, Michael horse, uh, deputy Hawk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I only mentioned this because, <laughs> Their daughter's in a coma, but they write this joke where the dad's like, you know, oh, it was like, where'd she work? Oh, the perfume counter. And he goes, yeah, it was the sweetest smelling job she ever had. And it's like, why? Why? It's funny, though. Um, <laughs> Hawk, Hawk then sees and follows the uh, one-armed man who we saw in the first, in the pilot, and he loses yes. him in the hospital. Yes, I um, did see that. We will probably see him later, I guess. Um, so the next scene, this is when Ben is talking to Audrey and um, I love that like the music she's listening to ends up being what we're hearing. Um, What was the movie? I feel like it was a Judd Apatow movie where you're like hearing James Taylor for a while before you actually realize it's James Taylor playing. Dude, That's the best joke. It's funny people. Oh, funny people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And that was easily the best joke in the movie. In that whole movie. And maybe of any of his movies, that is. But this reminded me of that. It's like she's she's dancing and you're hearing this music that is, I think you maybe have heard already, Mm -hmm. but then you realize he he turns it off. So, um, oh, it was so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I really love it. I remember being in the theater laughing so hard at that joke. That, but it reminded me of that where you're hearing the music, but that's actually what she's dancing to. Um, so they, he finds out that she's the one who sent the Norwegians away and they fight. He mm-hmm. says, says something really horrible. Like Laura died two days ago. I lost you years ago. Obviously the Horn family, like they're pretty jacked up. There's a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, Audrey is, you know, has a lot of issues and, you know, I think her, some of the parenting could be at play there as to why. Um, the next scene, another kind of parent, uh, child, confrontation would be major briggs talking to bobby um mm-hmm. and he was the coach from Le- a league of their own i can't believe you didn't mention this uh remember the remember in the when they're picking out teams oh holy crap you're yeah, right yeah i can't believe you missed that you even made a league of their own reference in like the first episode of that's our, so funny but he's like i think that i think he's a rockford peach he's the coach no 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 the, the racine racine what what racine is their bells. team the racine bells yeah, dude. That's yeah. Don, I think Don Davis is his name, and he's the coach That's of the... so funny. I didn't even yeah. think about that. But he has this Listen, great... if you're not on the list, you got to pack up and go. <laughs> go join your team. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's a tender it, moment. It's a tender moment. But he's he's great in this. He's just like has this big, long monologue where Bobby doesn't do anything but light a cigarette, and when he does, he smacks it out of his face into the meatloaf, <laughs> yeah. which is completely the father I'm going to be if my child ever lights up a cigarette at the dinner table. I hope so. Um that's kind of it and then and then mrs briggs says ends the scene with we're here for you bobby (laughs) (laughs) so the next the next scene there's they're at the the double r and um 
they're kind of making the rounds on, uh, you know, they're questioning everyone who knew Laura, 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 that was weird. It went all like robot-y for a second. Oh no, I'm good. Oh okay, okay, good. Uh, all right, keep going. <laughs> so they're they're basically kind of following up with everyone Laura worked with, or you know, like so she did Meals on Wheels, and uh, with through the double R, and so I'm like at this point I'm like, when did she have time to do all the cocaine that she did? Because she tutored Johnny. No, she tutored Josie. She worked with Johnny Horn. She did Meals on Wheels. I guess maybe that's why she was doing cocaine. Well, yeah. To do, I mean, to do nice things, you have to do drugs. Oh, God. I, I've been doing all of this wrong. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of it wrong. So, and we get to see the log lady again, which is always a treat. And she, uh, she says, like, you know, someday my log will have something to say about this. Um, yeah, that was definitely... A moment where I'm sure it'll come up again in the show, or not at all. What do you like mean? It, like this show so far, I feel like there's going to be things that are never going to come up again, or are totally going to come up again. What do you mean, like the log lady? Yeah, and both would be completely acceptable. Does that make sense? Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, because there's a lot of things going. There's a lot of threads. But we're going to see the log lady again. But I think I, I you were talking about how. Truman's always about to laugh, but I, his funniest line I think so far is when he's like, "Can I ask her about her log?" And he goes, "Many have." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely. Pretty, this was the one time where he seemed to be like, if he did break a laugh, it would totally make sense. It's pretty great. Um, there's so much pie in the show too, and I always am so hungry. I can't get through an episode of this without wanting like dessert. <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> Yeah, you've talked about pie and donuts so far I know, I'm really hungry Okay, so um, The next scene Is when we go back To the Johnson residence um, Which seems to be Like they're doing some work On the house, or I don't know It's just all like exposed Beams in Inside <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Leo has decided he's going to deal with Shelly for losing his shirt and uh, goes with the old soap in the sock trick. So it's soap, um, huh? Yeah. Because I was wondering if I couldn't tell. I, for some I reason, I missed it. I'm pretty sure it's soap. But you skipped um, the part where he cut open a football. Yes. Because why not cut open a football? We're going to find out in the next episode. Okay, I figured. You'll, but I was really see. hoping it, we didn't. Oh, never mind. Well, you were going to find out. So Does the anyway, log lady... Um, is the log lady a thing? She's a thing. Okay. She's part of the show. Well, I mean, obviously she's part of the show, but I was just wondering if she comes back again and again. That's what I mean by these characters, like the ki- the breakdancing kid. It's we don't see the breakdancing yet again. Okay, that's what I mean. Like this show can have these little weird things, like the football you're, cutting open. You're, you're, yeah, because you're only at the tip of the iceberg, so you don't know who you're going to see again. I understand. No idea. No idea. And you don't, you don't want to get attached to someone. 
I definitely don't want to get attached to the log lady. You don't want to get attached to the dancing arm kid if you're not going to see him do the dancing arm thing. Well, again. you know, I know we're not supposed to curse on this. And by the way, we've never said that. But, I, you know, F and A. I, I, I got attached to the breakdancing kid. I, and I maybe I should not have told you he wasn't. Yeah, it's fine. Not it's be fine. Part of the show. Okay. No, it's fine. The show's canceled. Maybe he'll sh- maybe he'll show up again. You know what? There's so many things about the show where every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's something new. Maybe we will see him again. I just have been missing it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what's more disturbing is like the fact that he's a, like swinging in a sock and he's gonna hit his wife with it, or like the music. Is the like dun, 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 dun. like it's like the '50s <laughs> twangy guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You you've done this already on this podcast, but it reminds me of Conan O'Brien, where like they changed out the music for like <laughs> mo- like movies, and they did one yeah. where it was what what was there was one disaster movie where like the whole all of New York City flooded, and they show the scene, and it's like the you know the crazy dramatic music, and he's like, let's see what happens if we change the music, and they they did if everybody had a surfboard, and it was like, <laughs> that, like it just it just didn't feel right, you know, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when I see this scene, it's like the music is so disturbing that it's this like. 50s sock hop twangy Dwayne Eddy guitar over a guy with a soap and a sock just like spinning it. Totally. Um, it's super, super disturbing. Yeah, it's very funny. But uh, Leo. Yeah, Leo. And then, and anyway, then we go to a dinner scene, right? <laughs> right? James, James finally takes off. He's not wearing leather anymore. And, uh, we're at the Hayward house for dinner with the parents. Okay. Go no talk about it. Well, no, in 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 uh, Laura Flynn Boyle is a Hayward, right? Yes. So she's Donna. So he's come yeah. over because now this is going to be like a relationship. Yes. Yeah, so I think I think I don't remember if her mom earlier says invite him over to dinner, but obviously this this is what has happened. Is like you know, oh, invite yeah. him over. Okay, I I don't have much to say about it because like, I agree with you that James is it's su- super it's super. Boring. This scene is super awkward and and like really, I don't know. It's super boring. It's, really, it's but I guess it's probably very realistic. Like we all had one of well, these moments. I do think where you're he, like trying to be really nice and you don't know someone's parents. Yeah, yeah. I do think though that the weird thing he does, even though none of them are high school age, is that he writes. He does write high school very well. Like yes. how all the all the high school that's characters, fair. huh? Yeah, no, no, that's a that's actually a really good insight. Yeah, because I think all the Is high it, school characters, you know, they're all like, "I'm so sad about Laura, but I'm so happy," and like about something else, and like that is what high school was. You know, everything's yeah. so dramatic. Like, there's just highs and lows. There's no middle. So even and, though they're obvious, they're obviously all twenty-eight. Like the, the yeah, the, yeah. The, the script actually is yeah. age appropriate. That's that's like, a really good insight. I never thought about that. In the pilot, you know, when he says, "I don't like," you know, like, "I'm ha- I'm not happy about or whatever." When they kiss for the first time, yeah, and he yes. like says that he's sad or whatever. And then he's like, "But then, I'm, but then I'm also not sad or whatever." <laughs> like about them kissing, it is like so accurate to how we yeah. talk to each other in high yeah. school. No, it's yeah. great. Anyway, um, um, so yeah, this is this is like the awkward high school dinner where you go over to someone's parents' house and mm-hmm. um, he's like James is like Goofy James again. You know what I mean? Like from the first oh, episode, James. where he's like, 
nice day for a picnic james is back um (laughs) but then we get you know double trouble driving by and uh i think it's like bobby says oh first your girlfriend now mine you know so they're gonna like they're gonna get james because he's a shame we we can only kill him once exactly yeah yeah um so then the last scene of this is uh is riff uh, in his office, <laughs> listening to a tape that Laura made him, and uh, I love the like his he's got like the fish tank with no fish in it, but there's like blowfish that are like lamps that are like lighting up in sequence. Yeah, I'm sure you missed it because it's something that I just noticed. Today, no, no, but- sorry, I was breathing. I <clears throat> no, like I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but um. His house to me felt his house and his attire yeah felt like what a dentist like a child's dentist would do if, with their office. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we, how many we'll wacky find weird out. He's, fun things. He's obsessed with Hawaii, so this is why it's very tropical and there's a coconut, you know, he's got the tape and a coconut. Or oh no, it's the necklace. So we find out where the necklace who got the necklace. Um it's Jacoby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember he's, that. So. He's, he's listening to this tape, and we don't hear what she says at the end. But anyway, he's crying, so we're kind of like, "What's the deal?" She gave um, him the necklace. They've been sleeping together. No, no, he got. He was the one. Remember, we see a hand get the necklace. Oh, he was the, the hand. The, How did I miss that? Yeah. Be, oh, I don't know. But anyway, we see. But a hand I, I know the, the, the hand, first... <clears throat> but I didn't know that he was the hand. Yes. Well, he has. Oh, I guess he had well, to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He had to be because he has the other half of the locket. No, that makes sense. Um, and then th- that's the end of episode two. What does it all mean, Dallas? Well, back to the titles of these episodes. Um, <laughs> what is the title of this episode? I think it's like <clears throat> fading places or something like that, or nowhere, uh, no. nowhere spaces. I don't know. Tra- what it is. is it like trace traces to nowhere? Or traces awful, to guess. nowhere. I think that's what it is. What I think that that's what mean? it is. That's really dumb. It doesn't matter, though. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. It's episode two. No one, like, when's the last time you referenced a show by the name of the show? I think it's just easier for people to kind of keep track. But anyway, the only it's one the I one, did that forever was. That... What? Go ahead. Sorry, The Sopranos is the only show that I think I ever paid attention mm-hmm. to the titles. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think what we'll do is in the beginning of our episodes, I'll go. This one starts with this scene, and then you'll know. Oh, okay, I'm in the right one. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's. I, it's Wait, are you not I asking people to sync up? Oh, they should be starting the episodes. Okay, you at press the play of- <laughs> right now. Um, no, because our episodes are longer, by the way, than the actual show. We take more time to talk about it than it does to to actually air it. Um, which we'll get better at that. So it's, I, it's a good episode. It, 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 I, it, you do start getting, getting in the rhythm of the characters, but it is in between the first one. And then you'll, when we get to the next one, which is another David Lynch directed one, um, to me, it's one of the best episodes. So this one kind of just sets the stage for the next episode and then the rest of the first season. But, um, I'm glad you're still in Dallas. I'm glad you I'm haven't in. given up yet. I'm in. Yeah, it was it was a better episode. Uh, I it was a good balance of all the characters. 
yeah. which I enjoyed. It wasn't like on one person for too long. Um, and it kind of sped up a lot of the stupid romance stuff that was in the pilot. Like there was so much setting up of like these relationships that by the end yeah. I was kind of tired of seeing people hold hands and kissing in sure. awkward, overdramatic ways. So, um, so yeah, so I think that uh, this was a nice pace. Hopefully they can't, you know, move along in this, in this uh, style, so to speak. Sure. And hopefully we can also move along more in our in our own podcast. Um, Dallas, thanks mm-hmm. for taking the time to talk about episode two of Twin Peaks with me. Dude, thank you for uh, for making me do it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you can visit our website, dishintheperkelater.com. You can follow us on Twitter, perkelaterpod. You can also email us if you have any insight as to why that video is there with the overdubbed help me. Um, you can email us at percolatorpod at gmail.com and we'll see you next week with another episode of Dish and the Percolator when we'll be talking about episode three. Traces to somewhere. Traces to, no, I think it's Zen or the art to catch a killer, I think is what it's called. I, no, they're yeah, all, that's pretty they're, bad right there. It's pretty, they're all really bad, mm-hmm. but, um, the next episode starts with the Horn family having dinner. So Ooh. that's the one that you're going to be wanting to watch for our commentary. Um, thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Sean. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. Bye. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> no, wait. You hang wait. up. You, okay, no, you're going to be the one hanging No, up. you hang up. Oh, you're the best. Have your okay, wait, right, wait, one, two, three. Mmm, yeah. Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face, then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue, the clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't. Let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different, yes. Something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we 
falling in love. Mmm. That's the ketchup. I like coffee and donuts. <laughs> Russ Tambler.